Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, it's a big day today. I hope you got unvoted. Did you vote yet? Uh, I have. Happy Election Day to everybody. Yeah, Happy Election Day is right. And I'm excited to have on uh, you know, some special people today who are not only Department of Corrections employees, but they also have run uh, for public office, have won, and are making a difference in their community. So, and one of those people is uh, right out of Muskegon, and he's on today. That's, and we have on Steve Gowan, who's actually a probation agent in uh, Grand Haven, Michigan. Steve, welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on. Yes, you, you are, because, because of your role in what you do in, in, in public life. So let's talk about that. But first, but first, what do you do for the Department of Corrections? What do you, what's your role up in, uh, up in Grand Haven? I'm assigned as a pre-sentence investigator for the 20th Circuit Court here in Ottawa County. Uh, but I've been with the uh, department for 31 years. I started inside in uniform um, at what was then the Muskegon Temporary Facility. So I, I, did, I did a stint inside. Uh, made it sergeant, and then came out into the uh, field in 1990. That's great, and I've been to your office. And your office is absolutely beautiful over there in Grand Haven. Um, you're, you're on the you know the west side of the state over by Lake Michigan, and uh, it's a, it's a great place to work. But let's talk about not this work life, but your other work life. What do you do in in uh, public service in in elected service? Somehow found myself uh, running for elective office back in 2001 and made it onto the uh, Muskegon City Commission. So I'm, I'm going into my 17th year on the commission. Things kind of went organically from there, and in 2012 I found myself as uh, mayor of the city when the then-sitting mayor decided to retire. And then in 2013 I decided to throw in once again and ran for mayor, and, and I've been ensconced ever since, and currently in my uh, second full term. And Greg, I'll quiz you. What, what percentage of the vote do you think that Steve got in his first uh, election campaign for mayor? Well, you know, I, I would say average votes usually get around 40, 50 percent of the, of the electorate. So um, maybe 55 percent. Uh, you're off by about 20 uh, percent. Do you, do you remember, Steve? I've got it right in front of me here. Yeah, I was I was up there a little bit. And the, uh, the first time around, I think it was uh, uh, 70 Three percent. Wow, seventy-two. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive, yeah. Mr. Mayor. And then the second time around, uh, I, I had a couple uh, clicks higher than that. Very impressive. So you're you're a very very popular figure in Muskegon. Um, so do, well, do you mind? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, good good point. Well, that that's great. Um, so my my first question to you is, what what brought you to this life? What what interests you in you know elected uh, to be an elected official? Again. You know, looking going back to 2001, I, I don't think I was ever really ever looking at getting into elected office. Uh, I know it was something that my wife never wanted me to aspire to. But back in 1992, I was a fo- uh, one of the founders of uh, one of our neighborhood associations. That's one of our city's strengths is a high degree of uh, citizen involvement. We have about 15 neighborhood associations. That was my first foray into community organization and engagement. And, and our real focus was on really building those bonds between people in the particular neighborhood and our public servant. My next step then going into elected office grew right out of that neighborhood involvement. One day I came home and found two then elected officials uh, drinking my best coffee and begging my wife to let me run and uh, the rest is history. Well, uh, speaking of firing up, how much of your success in, in, in mayoral politics 
do you attribute to being a graduate of Central Michigan University? Well, heck, that 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 would be it totally. You know, <laughs> go Chips, darn. <laughs> Well, I didn't realize that you were a, you were a Central Michigan alum, so I, I guess we can stop the podcast right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything uh, on the horizon, uh, any projects or anything that you're really looking forward to or that you'd like to accomplish uh, in, in your term as mayor? We want to continue to build on you know a lot of the successes that we've uh, been engaged in. Right now, I'm really happy in the direction that we're going. If you figure in you know, 2002 when I came on the commission, we had a dead mall downtown. A lot of our old line manufacturing uh, was going the way, but nobody was wringing their hands too much. Uh, there, there's an attitude in Muskegon is, okay, we're facing this transition. Uh, it isn't all positive. As a matter of fact, it's pretty negative. But uh, what do we do? You know, what's next? You know, everybody joins forces. Uh, we tear down the old, the old mall once uh, a number of us got together and bought it out of uh, foreclosure. We put in uh, the traditional city streets that uh, I would have recognized uh, pre-mall days. We engaged with uh, our partners at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, the Community Foundation for Muskegon County, our educational institutions. We create a now burgeoning downtown. Last year, uh, Muskegon County brought in a billion dollars of new investment and proudly at least half of that investment was within the city of Muskegon not just in our commercial district, but in our expanding uh, health care, new residential uh, areas going up. It's just been phenomenal. But we've really, we, we've, we've taken the slow and steady and incremental approach to doing what we do. It has garnered us national and international attention for some of our programs. And this year, had the uh, delight of having been designated the uh, strongest town in America through the uh, Strong Towns movement. Not because we've reached the apex, but because the things that we have implemented to strengthen and rebuild our city, the movement considers the right ways. Uh, talk about, you know, a lot of, you know, positive buzz. So that, that designation uh, has really brought a lot of pride home. But we're and we're becoming, you know, quite the uh, uh, tourist spot, too, in the past year because of our downtown festivals. Last year, we brought in 1.2 million uh, people to come and enjoy our summer activities along the waterfront there on Muskegon Harbor in our downtown area. So just so much is occurring, as well as our expansion of uh, advanced manufacturing, and we have a new advanced manufacturing center uh, that Muskegon Community College has opened in the uh, old Muskegon Chronicle building so that we can get people trained and fill the demands of our manufacturers throughout Muskegon area and West Michigan as a whole. Uh, it's, it's just been a, a phenomenal ride of collaboration and innovation uh, you know, across the board. And last year, uh, we landed uh, the world headquarters for largest kayak manufacturer in the world, beating out Montreal uh, of, of, all, of all places. It sounds like you're our new point of contact for when uh, be a great liaison for us with the business community trying to get uh, businesses to hire vocational villagers. So uh, sounds like you got a lot, hey, lot of... You know what? We, we bring that up in conversation all the time. 
uh, with our manufacturers, not just myself, but uh, some of my fellow commissioners have an eye on, you know, that uh, second chance for our clients. And I know that there's a, a, a willingness within our business community uh, to uh, look at offering uh, those uh, potential opportunities for our folks uh, and neighbors re-entering the community. Yeah, if you ever want to organize a delegation of business owners and you want to bring them down to any, any of the vocational villages, you just let us know and we'll make it happen. Y- yes, indeed. Indeed. Yes, sir. Well, and I also want to talk to you, too, about, uh, you know, obviously as a mayor, you have some oversight over law enforcement uh, in Muskegon, I assume. In your current job as, you know, a a probation agent and your elected job as the mayor, does it ever intertwine? I mean, does law enforcement ever come to you and say, hey, uh, you know, MDOC is doing awesome in this area or do you ever ever get that? You know, uh, we have an embedded uh, parole agent with uh, the Muskegon cop shop. He is totally loved and appreciated (laughs) And I, 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 I tell you, the feedback we get from our department uh, regarding the uh, collaborations with the Department of Corrections, you know, you couldn't get a better report, which is very satisfying to me as a DOC agent and state employee. Well, and I'm glad that you pointed out, you know, how we have a little piece in that, too. Um, it's always great to have, you know, our community partners say, you know, there's a benefit in our collaborations and us working together. So um, that's great to hear. And it's great to hear all the great things going on um, in Muskegon, where you are the mayor, and it's unique to have an MDOC employee in such a high-level, you know, elected office. So, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of those stories on field days. Hey, the pleasure's been all mine, I, and I and I uh, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share this time, anytime. And I do I do want to follow up with you, you know, regarding the outreach for. Uh, the vocational village, putting together that delegation. I think that'd be an excellent idea. Great stuff, and keep up the great work. Thank you. All right, Chris, well, that was fun to talk to uh, the Muskegon mayor, you know, one of, one of our employees um, doing a great job in a, in a fairly large fairly large community of, of Muskegon. But, you know, we have, we have another one of our employees who is an elected official, maybe not uh, the size of Muskegon, but he's the mayor of uh, Essexville. So, you know, I'm excited to have... Uh, Scott Whitbrode on today. He's an agent up in up in Bay County. So Scott, welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on and talking about what you do outside of work. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. So before we get started with our questions, why don't you tell the audience kind of what you do for the department? Yes, I'm a probation parole agent for the Bay County Probation Parole Office. The last 10 years, I've been a pre-sentence investigation report writer, and I've been with the department since 1996. And over the course of those additional years, I supervised probation and parole caseloads as well as uh, boot camp grads, and I had a period of time when I supervised electronic monitoring, uh, probation and parolees, as well as uh, I supervised the sex offender caseload for a three-year period of time during my career. Well, that's great, Scott. You know, we we can't thank you enough for what you do for the department, but outside of what you do for us, uh, you know, you are the mayor of, I'm guessing it's a small town around the Bay County area? Maybe you could have... Maybe you could point on your hand uh, where uh, Essexville is so our listeners have a better uh, understanding of where, where Essexville is. Okay, so Essexville would be uh, at the base of your thumb, at the southern point of where the Saginaw Bay is. We are just east of Bay City. We are adjacent to Bay City, and we're between Bay City and Hampton Township. We have just under 3,500 people for population, and we're about 1.5 square miles. We do have uh, Kramer Junior High, Garber uh, High School, and Bay Area Community High School in our boundaries. We became a city in thir- 1934, 
And we were originally founded in 1867 by Ransom Essex. That uh, was the year that he first filed a plat for the city. We also have a public safety department with seven employees, one of them being the chief, and we are a city manager system. And so we have a city manager, clerk, deputy clerk, treasurer, and uh, I have six council members on the council, uh, and I'm the mayor, and I am a member of the council. Uh, one other tidbit of information is that the uh, current MDOT director, Kurt Steidel, was an Essexville city council member from 95 to 99. Well, I, that, that is all interesting and wonderful, but I want to back up and say you have all of that packed into 1.5 square miles? That is correct, yes, yes. That, that is amazing, uh, that is amazing. Yeah, we have just under 1,500 residences. You, you know, you, you do a great job for us, you do a very important job for us, but what drew you to public office? What, what made you want to be the mayor? Did, did you just start off being mayor? Did you, were you running for something else? How did this all happen? started in 2011 when I ran as a writing candidate to try to become elected onto the council for the city of Essexville. I was running in opposition to a proposal for our citizens to raise the operating, the millage operating cap from 10 to 15 mills. Um, and I was a writing candidate. I was uh, one of three people running for two seats and I lost. And I uh, came back and ran in 2013 when the next the next time that there were seats available to run for, and I ran against one of the planning commissioners, and I won. And um, the whole reason that I ran again in 13 was kind of like I, why I ran in 11, because uh, and the reason why I'm still involved in elected office and graduated up to mayor is all about money, essentially. Um, I'm very interested in making sure that the city of Essexville is spending its tax dollars uh, properly as far as, you know, we are spending on things that we should spend things on uh, and that we're not overspending and that we're not overtaxing people. That's been the the absolute main reason why I've continued in in elected office now for a total of five years. I was elected as a council member in 13 for a partial term of two years. I got reelected in 15 for a full four-year term on council. Uh, Right as soon as I was elected in 15, the rest of the council members elected me mayor pro tem, uh, which I was mayor pro tem for 2015 to 2016, and I ran for mayor in 2016 and was elected to a four-year term. Uh, so it, it's, it's really all about tax dollars and spending tax dollars properly. I would just say that, uh, you know, we've been very successful, been very successful in a lot of projects since I've been on the council. A couple of things uh, regarding ordinance rights. Uh, we've we've written some ordinances that has have it having to do with taking care of solicitors, panhandlers. Uh, we've had to be creative with our ordinance rights based on the the rights that panhandlers get. Uh, they're they're considered to be protected under free speech uh, by the Sixth Circuit Court's ruling so far. Uh, also, uh, four resurfacing projects of uh, of roads. Four roads have been resurfaced since 13. Uh, we have another one that's supposed to be done by November. Uh, we had a water line project that we built. Uh, we didn't have a water line that brought fresh water from the water treatment plant in Bay County directly to Essexville, so it had to snake through Bay City and get to us, and we had a contract to pay Bay City to use their transmission lines. But just to, to uh, say I was involved in uh, putting together town halls to explain to voters why they should pass the, the millage to pay for the water transmission line and also to vote for it, and uh, we uh, we were successful at doing so. Uh, I also was involved in replacement of a dilapidated fire truck. Uh, we replaced the truck this past March, and we used the sale of the old truck that we sold off. We used the proceeds of that to renovate our fire barn and to buy more equipment for our firefighter staff. 
We also celebrated 150th anniversary this past June of the festival, and the festival included a 5K walk, a fishing contest, car show, parade, food trucks, and a uh, music concert. I was involved in putting a music concert together as well as a 5K run. I also was involved in uh, part of that festival was dedicating a new park uh, dedicated to Ransom Essex, our founder. So it's, it's been very busy, and to continue going forward on road resurfacing and sidewalk replacement that we're constantly involved in. Well, that is quite a list. I don't know how you have time to do your actual uh, job and for the department. It sounds like you're very busy. One point five square miles, Chris. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy, I will say it. <laughs> My calendar is uh, a little bit intimidating, even to me, when I pull it up on certain days. I ask myself, how am I going to get to these things? And I, I attend all the committee meetings. I have seven committees that handle a lot of this stuff. And uh, I hold committee meetings at 7 in the morning before I go to work. I hold them even earlier. I'm lucky to have a city manager that comes to work at 6 a.m. and is there all day long and available outside of what normal business hours would be. Council member uh, council meetings are held at, at evening times, 6 o'clock and later. Um, so, yeah, it, it makes for a total of a long day. Um, but uh, I guess for the most part over the past five years, I've kind of gotten used to it. Uh, you either have to get used to it or I guess you got to stop doing it. Well, that, that's very good. You know, a big part of the reason why we wanted to highlight uh, our, the mayors and, and other elected officials that we have in our department is, you know, we talk a lot about uh, how well, how ingrained our staff are in the communities that they that they work in and live in. And, you know, a lot of them are coaches or they're you know, involved in their PTOs and all sorts of things. Um, and then, you know, here, and I know you do that as well. Uh, and then also, you know, taking a, a big step and becoming and putting your name on a, on a ballot and, and becoming an elected official, that's that's definitely one more piece to, to that, you know, commitment to your community. And so, you know, we really uh, appreciate uh, you for all you do in the department and also for, for what you're doing for your community. You know, all those things uh, make a real big difference to, to the lives of those individuals the, that, uh, that live in Essexville, and I'm sure they're very appreciative of that. And we're very appreciative that uh, you could spend a few minutes with us to talk about it on Field Days today. Well, I really appreciate you allowing me to, you know, add my comments to the podcast. So thank you. Great. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate you. Thank you. Well, Chris, I hope everybody enjoyed a little conversation with a couple big shots with the MDOC. We got a couple mayors, one out of uh, Muskegon and one out of Essexville, a very large city and a, I would say a much smaller city. But Chris, you know, we also have a lot of other staff who we didn't get to interview today, but are also heavily involved in their own communities and our elected officials, don't we? Who are, who are those people? Well, we've got Kathy Kiefer, who is here in central office in the Epic section, uh, and she is the clerk of North Shade Township. And then we've got friend of the pod, uh, Lieutenant Levens. Well, Kathy is too, but uh, actually all three of these we're going to mention are friends friends of the pod. So Lieutenant Levens uh, from the ARU is a trustee for St. Charles Township Board. And then uh, that other guy. uh, What was his name again? We always forget his name. Every time we we talk about him. I think his name's Noah. He's the new warden down in Lakeland. Yeah, Noah is on the Western School District uh, School Board. So he's also an elected official, but I think... He ran unopposed, so I'm not sure if that counts or not, but we'll, we'll, we'll give him credit for it. So we do have lots of uh, great people who not only do a good job working for the Department of Corrections, but also are heavily involved in their own communities, making a difference, making an impact on the people that live um, around them. And uh, so it's fun to make sure we mention all those people, too. But, you know, we had a, you had a pretty good week last week, Chris, didn't you? What happened uh, last week? Yeah, so last week, uh, well, I know somebody else that was there, too, um, but we had uh, we had a what, about two dozen of us 
who got together and started to formulate the department's next strategic plan. So this is a plan that's going to roll out from, from 2019 to 2022 over the next four years. And uh, we plotted a course and we gave ourselves uh, quite a few uh, lofty goals and uh, a number of objectives to hit. Uh, it's a pretty ambitious uh, goal. Uh, a number of goals, and so we're very excited to get that out for everybody to see. We crafted a new vision statement for the department, as well as uh, all the new goals and objectives, about 30, almost 30 things that we're going to be working on over the next four years. Some really exciting things, I know, some stuff I know you're really excited about uh, trying out, and, and one in particular that we're going to be learning about in a few weeks on the podcast. Um, but so there's a lot, a lot of new stuff going on, and just like the progress report that you guys all received uh, at your field offices and facilities uh, in the last uh, month or so, uh, we're going to be putting together another strategic plan uh, book. So all the things that we put together uh, over the course of last week, we'll be putting that into book form, and that will be coming to a facility and field office uh, near you very soon. That's right. And remember, the, the the progress report should be out, and you know that ended that will that will end next month. So the new plan will roll will roll out um, hopefully soon after that, and uh, you know hopefully we'll hit the ground running. And uh, you know today is election day, Chris, so I'm sure everybody is out doing their civic duty and they are voting. So we'll, we'll let you get back to that. Drive careful. Have a, have a great day voting, and uh, we'll see you next week on a new edition of Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account, at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.